1: Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, a sixth event podcast, video event one shots, and an additional video D&D campaign. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumb dice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdum dice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising,
2: and I came into existence because Dumb Dumbs and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god part, get it? Dice? Dice. Get your merchandise today.
0: Welcome back, initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. After the Helmfirth massacre, the Mystery Punchers have returned to their motel. Richter was haunted by visions of the massacre as well as the king in yellow. Adrian slept like a baby because he was told not to worry. And Red was panicked by the threat of brainworms, memories from her past, and a new secret admirer who could prove to be friend or foe. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos.
3: Red, you're staring at a hat that you were pretty sure was lost. And as you turn it over in your hands, you're kind of vaguely blurring in and out drunk vision, um, notices the, uh, the roughness to it, uh, the, uh, the, the spots of blood uh, from the impact and uh, where it's been uh, gently and seemingly lovingly kind of reshaped. Uh, you can see the, the divots that have been kind of pushed out by hand um, as you stare at the, uh, the vaguely unfamiliar script. Um, you are, are seething with rage, um, assuming that this is the work of the now deceased Mayor Mare-in-Waiting's wife, um, who not only locked you out of the house, while well, she did something to Adrian and to Old Man Richter, um, but is now seemingly taunting you. Um, you turn the hat over in your hands. What's kind of going through your head? Do you think right now?
4: Uh, I want to march to her house, shoot in all of her windows, and take her out.
3: Are you going to do that without no. them, or are you going to wait till they're up and about?
4: No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that because uh, she clearly has weird magic. Shit going on, and that I don't trust and I don't understand. And now that I know that there are like worms in people's brains, uh, that's a whole other level of like. I'm feeling very impotent right now. Like I'm feeling very like I know what I want to do, but all of this stupid magic forces are basically saying that I can't.
3: Gotcha. All right. So it's um, it's early morning now. Uh, you spent the night uh, drinking whiskey and staring at the hat. Um, <laughs> Trying to come up with plans, but unfortunately, they're they're generally of the the vengeance bent and not necessarily the actionable, usable bent. Um, it's uh, you know, sun the the sun sort of broke the horizon uh, about uh, twenty minutes ago. Um, you watch the kind of um, pink and purple hues through the um, the, the thin curtain, um, ratty kind of well, that sickening off white, yellowish. ...color that seems to only exist on hospital walls and in cheap motels. Um, the uh, sort of beauty of the sunrise was, was tainted by these, these kind of disgusting curtains. Um, and really the only way you noticed this was happening was the light on the hat got slightly brighter. Um, and that's when you begin to hear it. Uh, you hear... Um, uh, ...old man Richter begin to mutter to himself in German. Um, and he's, uh, he's a sleeping old man, so that is, that is some, like, deep-in-the-throat, vaguely phlegmy muttering. Um, and it's German, so that's some deep, phlegmy muttering. (laughs) Um, and, uh, you, you can't quite make out what he's saying. Uh, do you think you would, like, go over and try and listen? Do you think you would just kind of let, let him sleep? What, uh...
4: Um... I would i would listen for sure in case yeah. he starts like talking in english
3: sure go ahead and roll me a listen check please
4: okay uh that is a success
3: okay um you definitely hear the word uh tallahassee
4: mm.
3: uh which in german is tallahassee Ooh. um and then uh, you, you see his kind of brow furrow and he suddenly looks very concerned. Um, and uh, the muttering um, almost starts to, uh, to falter a bit, um, almost as though uh, he's listening to something or receiving information of some sort, um, which is when you hear Adrian begin to mutter. Um, and uh, he's speaking of how you know, TJ is is the man for the job. Uh, uh, you know, Tennessee jockstraps the guy. Um, but then um, he starts to, to say no and kind of like shake his head in, in a way that you've only really seen him do when you've tried to, you know, back when you had mentioned coming home or anything else that really upsets him. Um, and as you move over uh, to kind of see if you can hear what he's saying, um, Richter... Uh, sits up and screams, and a moment later Adrian sits up and screams, so Benny like bolts out of the the chair that he was sleeping in um and you see not, both not of them benny. Oh, sorry not Benny um Devin I think Devin right? yes, thank yeah. you um Devin leaps out benny. of the chair yeah yeah, benny has been here the whole time <laughs> <My God. laughs> we did it. did I not mention that you guys should really look around the room more <laughs> um, Oh, we had to do was sleep. no one searched for traps um. <laughs> That the
1: party is a, dead. It was a you find out you have, whole time. Yeah, when you find out you have a worm brain, all of a sudden your friend is there. He's not dead.
4: Yeah. Well, howdy. I'm
1: Mr. <laughs> DNA.
3: Um, so, yeah. Uh, sorry, Devin leaps out of his, his chair and is uh, also, like, equally kind of uh, shaken by this. Um, but uh, uh, Richter and Adrian, uh, you kind of, like, almost, like, immediately, um, uh, you're, you're looking around in a bit of a panic uh, because I mean TJ was the man for the job, but now he's dead. What are you gonna do? You, you need someone who can who can get this under control someone who has a plan, someone who's the right man for the job, the right man for the job is dead. Um, so you are both incredibly agitated and panicked about this um, in a in an alarming way.
2: Okay red, you told me not to worry, but I don't know who's the right man for the job anymore.
5: Now, now, Adrian, there must be um, uh, there must be something we can do uh, as as loyal supporters of TJ. We must be able to uh, assist him, even even now. I, I, I uh, Why and, we
2: start and, a TJ memorial party, like we we'll, we can run in the election and then just say for TJ, his spirit will guide us. in And then okay. we use a Ouija board, and whenever we have to make a decision, Addie, what?
4: I need everybody to stop talking right now.
2: Okay, you you have a plan. You're the right man for the job. No, uh, that doesn't feel right, Adrian. Ugh, you're not the right man for the job. Oh, she's not. Crap.
4: Well, I, I am, as they say, perhaps the man with the plan. Right now, I'm making it up as I go along, but I can't I can't deal with this right now. I can't deal with what this is what is happening to both of your heads. Now, listen to me. He's dead. He's not coming back.
3: Oh, that's the worst news, guys. Maybe that's he could not come no back. No
2: plan. Is this is literally the problem.
5: Richter's up out of bed, going, looking through the few books that he's got for just like resurrection rituals. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, Aiden. We to find now, his body right now. Adrian's Lights shifting back
1: and forth between looking in the bathroom and then looking in the closet. <laughs> nope, he's not here. Nope, there's no one here who can do it. Um, Devin looks
3: to you, Red, and then slowly starts collecting the guns. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah. just like
3: super casually like he's he's kind of been keeping the place together since it was mm. kind of his workstation before so just ever so casually, just kind of moving the things just away a from big him. yawn and a stretch and reaching for the shotgun and oh. <laughs> yeah uh, and he's like trying to keep it behind his arm the whole way back
4: and i am walking over and casually locking the door
2: cool. And we need to know who's the, the man with the plan and the right man for the job and my ear hurts.
5: Adi, yeah. we already know who the man for the job is. It's Tallahassee. It's just a matter of resurrecting him and bringing his spirit We're back. We're not You're going... said he
2: was a robot. Maybe we just build a robot.
5: We're
4: not going to bring him back from the dead, and we are not going to build some kind of robotic monstrosity. Now, I need both of you to sit down right now and listen to
1: me. Adrian will sit down on the floor immediately where he is.
5: Uh, Richter will not. Um, He's just gonna, he's gonna just stay reading his books but he'll fall silent.
4: Now, I know this is hard for you to believe, but when we went to the former Tallahassee's house, you both went in and uh, shall we say, partook of, I believe, cake. This is all so dramatic. Now, I believe that his wife has poisoned you.
2: I don't feel sick. How's, your,
4: how's your ear again, Addie?
2: My ear hurts.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's why. I put why. the
2: cake in my mouth.
4: Mm-hmm. And, uh, and do my you know poops how, are normal. Do you know how parasites can enter the, the brain?
2: Pro... Uh, the door?
4: Through food. Now, I crushed a man's skull under my boot on that stage just last night, and do you know what I found in his head?
5: His brains? Jam? A worm. Are uh, you sure you weird. weren't just walking through a garden and then you stepped on some skull and you found a worm? I mean... Usually they have to Occam's razor, Red.
2: They have to be asleep a long time before there's worms in there. Talking like two I am, weeks.
4: I am running out of patience here now because I have fondness for both of you I need you to believe me that the longer we wait, the worse it's gonna get, the worse your headaches are gonna get, the worse your earaches are gonna get because you literally have a worm inside your head right now that's telling you that Tallahassee is the goddamn man for the job so we need to get that out and the only person who knows how to do that is his wife
2: Okay, Uh, awkward question, though. What if the worm is right?
4: (laughs) 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 What if the worm is right?
2: Yeah, what if he is the only man for the job?
4: Well, that's too bad, because he's dead, and we are not bringing his zombified corpse back to life.
2: Because you didn't let me burn down the Corbett house, so we could put him in there, and then maybe he'd be nice. And if he isn't, we could stab him with a knife.
4: You're not going to want to stab him with the knife, even if he is the most evil being to come out of that house, which frankly, would be a tough call. Now, we need to go and set you right because I will not have you die on me. Do you understand?
5: Tom? Tom. Yes, sir. What does Richter remember happening when he goes into that house? Did he eat cake?
3: Uh, as you recall, tea was served. you had yeah. tea. It
5: was perfectly loaded. normal thing, yeah, you okay, did not yeah, I yeah. have cake.
4: Oh, I didn't okay. have
5: cake okay no
4: was there cake am I making that up am I totally
3: oh Adrian definitely had cake. Adrian definitely oh, had. He said, he said the
5: cake was very good but I, I also just know, specifically want a moment of introspection like what happened that day and if yeah, that's it's, if it's just a totally normal memory
3: yeah Richter you're visit. not a cake guy cake's not your mm, thing yeah a tea yeah oh, can't say no to a good cup okay it's very good
2: Okay, Okay, so we can go talk to the mayor's wife and then she can say didn't poison you and then more cake.
4: (laughs) Because you know she didn't let me in the house, right? You are aware of that.
2: What? You didn't knock on the door, you drove into the house. That's not how you get inside. Uh, You also clarified to her uh, after she woke up that she
3: should have just rung the doorbell a bunch because that's what uh, Grandpa Richard did and it got him in.
2: Come on, yeah, you gotta re- This is t- basic stuff. Here's the, uh, Red, I think I should drive there, and then we'll go to the door together, and then I'll ring the bell so you'll get in.
4: We could do that.
2: Then you could have some cake, and it'll all make sense.
4: No one is eating or drinking anything if we go in that house. I mean, I suppose it doesn't matter for you, because you two have already succumbed to whatever influence she has. Demonic, satanic, whatever it is. I don't care. I want it gone.
2: So we I, go to the house and I can have cake and Grandpa Richard, you can have your stinky water? Uh,
5: yeah, I, I suppose so. I, I, I would like to pay the Tallahassee's um, widow a visit to pay my respects and wish her well. He was He was the man for the job, you know. So it, it, it is a sad thing.
4: Tell me what exactly what what job exactly do you think he was gonna do here? What does my, your gut tell you?
3: He was gonna do a great job. Uh he was gonna do the right thing for Helmforth. He's a man of vision and honestly, this town really needs someone who who, you know, has a plan and and is, is able to really help the town reach its full potential.
4: Mm.
3: Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, what Grandpa Richard said. Yeah. Yeah, you know those those classic Richter lines like I care about this city and how it's
5: planned. Yeah. He was going to pick this town up by its bootstraps.
4: He was <laughs> going to make Helmferth Great again. <laughs> I cannot do the German accents. There we go. Um, make Helm firth, firth. again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so and also, and she's gonna pick up the her Fedora. I believe that she paid us a visit last night because there was a knock at the door. I opened it, and this was sitting here with a nice, kindly little note taunting me.
2: What did the note say?
4: It said, uh, I thought you might want this back. Uh, Did you? Of course I wanted my clothes back, Richter. That's not the point. The point is some shadowy figure... Brought my hat back, with a taunting note, and I will not be made fun of.
2: It um, kind of seems like a nice note. It like, seems here's like your a hat.
5: kind gesture. Right? It's it
2: almost goes. like something the man for the job's wife would do as a nice gift nice because enough. you crashed into their house and didn't apologize. <laughs> Uh, Uh, My ear hurts
1: Devin starts to
3: move
5: (laughs) your pistols away from you At this point Rick is going to like Turn to Adrian and be like Andy stop picking your ear That is why it hurts Get your finger out out of there I'll try
4: She's going to start putting on her coat She's going to grab her guns Back from uh, Devin with a look um, And just say well I'm going to the widow's house And I have had a lot of whiskey So who's driving
2: I I'm I always drive. Remember that one time you drove and we had to go to the hospital? Right. I drive. And then I get up to go drive. Sounds good. Um, and I pick my ear, but only a little bit.
3: Okay. <laughs> um, Richter, you find the ear picking particularly bothersome because, like, your ear also hurts, but, like... It,
5: it's like watching someone yawn and trying not to yawn. Yeah, like, and it's also, really... like,
3: just... You're an adult. You just accept the pain. Yeah. It just live with it forever because right. being old in the 30s is difficult. I'm
5: old and from Europe. I just...
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: what
5: are you complaining? Um, um, I, uh, uh, I'll grab... Uh, uh, I don't think I have this. But... Um, oh, no. You know what? I'm going to use an ability that I almost never use. I'm going to spend uh, 10 luck uh, for my talent uh, being resourceful. I spend 10 luck. I have the thing that I'm looking for. Uh, so... Uh, I'll take down 10 luck. Uh, and now I have, um, I just pull like out of, uh, out of like my jacket pocket, a Ouija board. And, like, <laughs> we should, I, I will go with if We should visit the widow and uh, with her there, we could probably contact uh, Herr Tallahassee and communicate with him. Um, see if, see if he has a plan. Sure. And I'll, uh, I'll get ready to go out as well. Cool.
3: Um, Richter, you, you have a brief moment of uh, self-satisfaction because uh, when you asked uh, the local tailor to make you a cloth Ouija board
1: <laughs> and just roll it up, you oh, a so much smarter.
3: huge prick about it. But who's laughing now? All you had to do was carry around a bunch of folded fabric and a little glass doohickey <laughs> that admittedly is an awkward shape and very heavy, but you <laughs> knew it would come in handy. Um...
1: No and more awkward than that severed human hand you've been carrying
6: around. <laughs>
3: yeah, incidentally, it balanced it out, you know? It's like wearing two holsters. Um, but, uh, yeah, I imagine Ouija boards at this point weren't really a thing outside no. of, like, like, they weren't a toy yet, so this no. is some spooky shit. Um,
4: also, I'm officially renaming our gang to the Gaslight Gang. <laughs> ah!
3: <laughs> <laughs> well I mean you don't really want to be associated with your previous gang these days no. anyway after all the murder
4: <laughs> yeah. um,
3: Red, uh, have you taken your bandages off yet or are you still looking <laughs> like a mummy
4: I think i will take the bandages off
3: okay we can also say you did this during the night uh yeah. which probably makes more sense than when you're heroically yeah. leaving the building yeah so um midway through the evening um we'll say pre-hat because uh, i feel like after that you wouldn't really give a shit yeah um you made your way uh to the bathroom uh past um adrian uh can you roll me a listen check
4: oh me sorry yes please yeah, sorry. yeah that is a success
3: cool um you were kind of drunk and kind of psyching yourself up so you weren't paying too much attention um but uh if you'd stopped to to really consider it it almost sounded like he was doing math equations sure. um but that's bullshit and you have no time for that uh, so you made your way into the bathroom um and kind of looked into the overly fancy mirror uh this bathroom is grimy in the way only a motel bathroom can be where just no matter how clean it purports to be, there is just a, a, a crust of dust and, and grime kind of in, in all the uh, the corners of things. Um, but it's a reflective surface, and that's what you need most. So you begin to unwind the, uh, the bandages. Um, Red, I'm going to need you to please roll me a... We're just going to go with a straight con uh, mm-hmm. con check, please.
4: Okay.
5: Well, not right now, but you know.
6: Oh,
4: oh no. Uh, okay. Uh, I failed. Mm-hmm. I would like to spend 15 luck to make it a success.
3: It's a wise call. Yep. Um, let me just erase the damage I was imagining. Um, so you, um, unwrap the, uh, the bandage, uh, painfully, um, there's dried blood sticking to it, of course, um, and, uh, you are pleasantly surprised at how minimal the damage is, um, you've got a pretty nasty gash, um, across your forehead, kind of, um, almost diagonally from the center of your forehead on the hairline down to the left, um, it, uh, intersects your, just the edge of your eyebrow and kind of continues down almost to the bottom of your ear. Um, you've got um, the uh, the top, you've got kind of a, a cut from the bottom of your chin, uh, sort of at center, um, up across uh, the right side of your lip um, that's been sewn. All of these have been sewn shut, yeah. by the way, obviously.
1: Uh,
3: and then you have uh, another one that's just kind of on your upper cheekbone. Um, your nose is bloody there's like um the the skin has split but it's not it's not a a sewable offense if that makes any sense
4: yeah
3: um you got extraordinarily lucky that your nose didn't break perhaps a failure would have changed that Mm. um but uh, the good news is you still look mostly like your rad character portrait just with slightly more battle damage you know like i was trying to sell an extra action figure without actually sculpting one or some such
4: Um, i I look like kind of like cool frankenstein
3: yeah, yeah, kind of. You you look like a um, Hollywood movie star who, like, yeah. had a building collapse on them. And they get out, they're yeah. like, I'm really injured.
4: Got, and like, the one little thing across the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: you got the one little thing across the nose. And, like, admittedly, these are going to scar, but they aren't... Yeah. Uh, you're not, like, fucking Deadpool yeah. or Spawn under there, uh, which is...
4: I'm happy to have cool scars. That's neat.
3: Great, yep. Um... Cool. Yeah. So, um, again, still pretty rough. Also, I feel like getting stitches in the thirties, isn't a great, like I remember when like mm-hmm. me as a human now got stitches for the first time, yeah. they were the ones that just like dissolve. So they're just like, don't worry about it. I was like, do I have to come back in and get these out? They're like, nah, they'll just disappear into your body. I'm like, Ugh. Um, <laughs> back then it's more like, Hey, do I need to come in and get these? out? It's like, yes, it's, it's wire. It's lead wire.
4: Oh, my God. <laughs> Made of
3: napalm. I don't know. And cocaine. Medicine. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> we're we're a civilized society. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, okay, so, yeah. So, a uh, little scarred up. Um, you uh, As you put your hat on, uh, you kind of cringe, uh, realizing that you've got some stitches under there, too. Um, but, you know, it's just nice to have the hat back, uh, mm-hmm. despite how it came. It's been slightly tainted by... Mm-hmm. Uh, how you you uh achieved it um so with that uh, against early morning um you all pile into uh i think at this point you're on stolen cars because i think you were using devin's car and it's definitely gone um so uh adrian uh can you roll me a spot hidden check please or an appraise check
1: Ooh. wow Play playing to my strengths. Let's see what happens.
3: Um, actually, sorry, Ryan. Let me take that again. Um, so I'm basically looking for like what Adrian's scanning for good cars would be, which ah. is theoretically an appraise check, but that's also not a skill you have. So instead, let's go with a ride, a ride check, which is just you determining what would be an appropriate vehicle that would be easy enough to to steal.
1: That's a failure. No, it's, uh, just, it's just bad. It's just bad. My ride score is five.
3: Sorry, Ryan. Um,
1: Mechanical is repair line? is 50 if we want I meant, something. I that's meant
3: drive like, auto. Oh, drive um, auto. Cool. Yeah. I'm too used to the Star Wars game where ride just kind of blankets everything. Yeah. Like brace. In that case, there. it is a path. It's a success. Cool. What a journey we've had. <laughs> um, what a... Uh, uh what car do you think you find uh also the dog was eating
1: the carpet i apologize i feel like it's just mid mid mid-range like it's just something forgettable like if he looked at three cars on the street he'd choose the one that's blue (laughs) so
3: it feels like a blue day cool abadi abadi uh what do you name your car (laughs) uh spanky all right uh, so you, um, you load everyone into, to Spanky, uh, a generic blue car, which admittedly to the modern eye would look art deco as hell, mm. but back then just looked like a shitty vehicle. <laughs> why are there seat, like, no, there weren't seat belts, but like, why, why, why isn't there a, a better lever at the front to, to help crank things? I don't understand. This modern vehicle blows, um, as the vernacular went. Um, mm. so you pile everyone in and, uh, you begin to head back out towards the, uh, it this is too early for them to be called suburbs, but the suburbs. Um, so you kind of uh, wind your way through the streets. Um, you can see uh, there's a there's a pretty good deal of, of consternation um, going on. People, it's a little bit like the day after any major disaster. There's a, people seem to be in a bit of a daze. Um, there seems to be just kind of a, a general sense of of malaise and, and confusion. Um, and uh, Richter and Adrian, you see a lot of people who seem real concerned that the, the, the man for the job is, is no longer uh, in the picture. Um, but uh, given the jovial attitude of the town yesterday, it, it is a marked difference. Um, so you make your way kind of to the outskirts of, of town, and um, as you uh, begin to pull up to TJ's house, uh, you are um, pleased to see that um, security seems to be somewhat minimal, um, there's a car, uh, parked across the street with, uh, a couple of, um, Boston mobster toughs, um, just, uh, you know, with thermoses of coffee, um, like a thermos of coffee between them, just kind of shooting the shit, smoking cigarettes. They don't seem tremendously alert, but they are definitely keeping an eye on the house. Um, the house itself, uh, there are a number of, uh, flowers have been left there and seemingly cards and, and that sort of thing have been piled up, um, at the gate. So you begin to drive up, and you see these two toughs. Uh, you see the situation. What do you do?
4: Is it the kind of situation where, like, we could hypothetically get to the house and ring the doorbell without them seeing us?
3: Uh, if you approached from the front, uh, they would definitely see you because they're so they're across the street from the house, but they're staring like directly at the house. Mm-hmm. So odds are you would need to either sneak around the back or try and distract
2: these two goons. Yeah. Should we sneak? Should we distract? Or should we go have a talk with these boys?
4: Uh, I feel like if we are trying to get into her house, having a talk with these boys might not be the best thing because I feel like any talk we have is going to end in, uh, shall we say, punching. Okay. So... Perhaps what if we, we
2: park between them and the house so no one sees the person?
4: I think... Uh, I wonder if we can try knocking on the back door.
2: Okay. I'd park here, I guess.
3: So, Adrian, you, you pull uh, Spanky over to the side of the road. Um, uh, how does Adrian pick his parking spots?
1: Um... I think in this case, he probably just would like take a left and drive straight off the road. Like if there's just grass, it would be like a T to the road and he would just park fully off the road and then just get out of the car.
3: Okay. Um, So the three of you pile out of the car and um, the two goons uh, notice that you've parked badly and you hear one of them go like, huh, nice parking job.
5: Uh, What time of day is it? It's early morning it's early morning sun is it's like 7am ish okay so sun is kind of basically up Up,
3: oh, yeah yeah, yeah up, okay but but still in that kind of brilliant early morning light that's okay
2: just still kind of shiny red they, they saw us i heard them <laughs> talk about how good i parked
4: yeah you parked very well um so I'm assuming sneaking is kind of out of the picture if they've seen us.
3: Not necessarily. I mean, you can still fuck off around the corner and then try and sneak across. It's just, uh... And also, like, they're, you you overheard it, but they, they just said it to each other. They didn't, like, say it to you. It's just they noticed there's no other movement on the street. So they are mm-hmm. just like, oh, that car just did a stupid thing. Back to coffee and cigarettes. Yeah. Who's gonna win the World Series in 1932?
4: <laughs> uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I still would ideally like to sneak. Yep. So.
5: I will. Uh, I will get in the car, uh, and I will drive around the block the other way. Um, they have seen the car, uh, so they can watch me drive away while you two head towards the house. I'll drive around the block, and then I will catch up. Yeah.
4: That that would work. Yes.
5: Very good. Do you have everything you need?
4: I don't know what I'm walking into or what I'll need. So as long as I have my guns and uh, Adrian, I'd say yes.
5: Don't please try to refrain from using your guns. She's a grieving woman. She just lost a man for the job, a man of her life, a man of our lives.
4: I don't care.
2: I don't know who's going to do the job, though. I think you should be more worried.
4: Oh, I'm worried. All right, I am very, I am very concerned. <laughs>
5: Addy, put your hand down and smack your hand.
2: I'm trying. I'm not a doctor, okay? (laughs) Uh, And with that, you...
3: um, uh, Old Man Richter gets in the car, um, drives, like, I think, very visibly past the the goons and um, sort of uh, around the corner. Um, They follow the car with their eyes. um, And again, you can tell these guys aren't really expecting anything uh, much to go down tonight. Um, so um, Red and Adrian, can you please roll me a uh, stealth check to kind of like dash across the road as they, they watch the car.
4: Yeah. Dang. My stealth is not good. That's a, that's a fail.
5: Oh no. Gosh,
4: that's a fail that I should not spend that much luck in uh, <laughs> trying to get back.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, I, you you bought the horse armor. Uh, you just went full cosmetic DLC. I yeah. respect it, but it means you don't have money for food today. I also <laughs> fail. Agree. <laughs> I am not good at stealth at all. So, um, great plan, guys. Uh, the the car drives by, um, like, and then oh. uh, yeah, you, the the goons hear some going sneak, 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 <laughs> sneak. Uh, and they turn to see uh, Adrian and Red. Red, you've been muttering "sneak, sneak, sneak" under your mouth. You haven't been saying it as loudly, but it does help. You think? Um, and they see you as you're kind of like about to climb the fence. And them's like,
2: "Hey, what are you two doing?"
3: And they're reaching uh, for their guns.
4: Oh, uh, no need for those, gentlemen. We're oh, just... good.
3: I'll just put it away then. And he pulls the gun out.
4: We're just here to pay our respects.
3: Yeah, you can do that from the front like normal people.
4: All right, then. We'll go in the front.
3: No, you can't go in. There's a grieving widow in there. Her husband was the man for the job. And now she's super sad. So you can uh, leave your,
2: your, your stuff here, and that's it. I know. You were so good for that job. Though, he was M.A., good
0: for right? the
6: job,
2: right? He was, good, he was so good, good for, for the job. job. I and was they- in that house yesterday, and I had a nice talk with her about how you surround me for the job. And I wanted to make a big campaign donation. But I don't want to leave it on the lawn. Someone could take it. Okay, so you're saying you're real good friends with the lady. Yeah, yeah, we had a birthday party and everything. Yeah,
3: okay, cool. What's her name? Her name
4: Name is Tanya.
3: Oh, I see you have passed my riddle of the streets. (laughs) Only someone who really knew her would know her name, and not just the name, the the grieving wife of the man with the plan. Okay, well, um... (laughs) I will ask you, again, uh, leave your things at the gate. One of us will go see if she'll see you, okay? It's been a very difficult night for her. Her husband being killed and whatnot.
2: Okay, yeah, we'll wait while you ask. Sure. Um,
3: so one of them stays with you, and the other one starts going uh, up towards the door. Uh, Richter,
5: you catch up right around now. So the car just comes around the other corner. <laughs> and it's like I'm like slowly puttering by with like my arm like leaning out the window. Uh, and I just, like, pull up to you guys I say, uh, so, it didn't work?
2: Hey, Unfor- Grandpa, <laughs> we're waiting to go in if she'll let us.
5: Oh, asking for permission. Wow, we we really should have tried that first, maybe, yeah?
4: No. It's never maybe. my preferred way of doing things.
5: Uh.
2: No, because Red said no.
5: All right, well I guess I'll just park this here on the street and uh we will wait.
4: And if he comes back, if the nice gentleman she says a bit louder so his friend hears us if he's listening, if the nice gentleman comes back and says that we're not allowed in, then we'll just have to figure something out.
5: Yeah. Uh. And, and Ricker's eyes, like, kind of go in a knowing, like, oh, we're going to do, like, some improv kind of stuff. And like, ah, yeah, we will uh, figure something out. Yeah, and it will like, tap the side of his nose.
4: Is the other guy still in the car, Tom?
3: Uh, he's uh, leaning against the car, kind of just uh, watching you guys intently.
4: Uh, I, want, I want to go up and talk to him while I wait yep. for this guy to come back. I would also just like to get close to him.
3: Hmm. <laughs> Cool. So yeah, you you walk up and uh, he's uh, he's clearly topping up his his coffee with a little nip of the good. Uh, and he says, "Oh, uh, pardon me, ma'am. Just putting some milk in my coffee." And then he like tips the flask back up. He's like, "Yep, flask of milk."
4: I'm gonna that's a body good. I'm gonna just pull up my flask and say, "Well, that's a shame. I would have used whiskey and just taken a swig in my flask."
3: Ah. A woman after my own heart, drinking at 7 a.m.
4: <laughs> is, it, is, is it really drinking at 7 a.m. if uh, you never stopped from the night before?
3: Ah, and then he drinks his coffee.
4: <laughs> uh, I, I, I take it that you two are also close with Tanya Tate.
3: Oh, uh, Mrs. Tate, uh, I don't know her personally. Like, uh, we were just assigned here by our boss. He was a good, good friend of the family.
4: Really? Who's your boss?
3: Oh, uh, he likes to be called Splinter. It's kind of a joke. Because one time he got some wood stuck in his hand. (laughs) Yeah, that is funny. (laughs) Because the wood was in his hand. Like a a splinter!
4: Oh! Oh, that's why!
3: Hey, Gary! Figured it out! (laughs) Uh, But uh, Gary does not respond uh, because he is uh, at the door.
4: And you know what I've heard about Tanya is that she just makes the best cake. She just makes the best food all around. Have you ever, have you ever tried her food?
2: Uh,
3: no, ma'am. We're just here. Cause we're told, we're not allowed inside.
4: Right. That's, that's,
2: that's for fancy people.
4: I see. I see. All right, then. Does
2: well, your ear hurt? Cause my ear hurts. Uh, no, stick a finger in
3: my ear again. Oh, uh, he's like, uh, Nope, my lungs kind of hurt, but I'm guessing that's from all the smoking I do. Um, But, uh, yeah, he doesn't seem to have any issues with his ear. Um, The other guy is coming back um, from the door. um, And he says, uh, listen, uh, I know my voice sounds similar to my compatriots. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's just when you hang out together too long, it's kind of a couple's thing. Don't worry about it. Anyway, uh, so she's real busy. Uh, She's busy packing up. So uh, that's a a no-go uh, she says, thank you for your concern. Uh, he really was the man for the job, but I'm sure someone else will step up to fill his his big shoes. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, she's too busy.
4: She's leaving town, wow.
3: huh? Uh, yes, yes, ma'am. Her uh, her husband was murdered yesterday in a small town he just moved to. So uh, not exactly a great reason to stick around, you know?
4: Well... Uh, hmm. She looks like she's... Red just clearly looks like she's weighing her options here. Um
5: have to shoot two men in, in the street. <laughs> do, you
4: guys,
2: do you guys know who would be, like, the next best man for the job? Well, I mean, uh, you know,
3: I, I was kind of hoping he would be. But, uh, you know, Splinter, he says uh, says real good things about uh, Monty Greaves. Says that guy's a, a stand-up fella. And Adrian and Richter, fucking Yeah. That guy would be the right guy for the job. Holy shit, why didn't you think of this before? Yeah,
2: TJ's I... best friend, Montgomery Greaves. TJ's best friend, Montgomery Greaves? That sounds perfect. I don't remember who he is or what he looks like, but I'm pretty sure he's the right man for the job.
5: He is uh, the Scottish one we met uh, at the campaign office. Uh, bald, Martin Chops, do you remember? Who? Montgomery Graves Eddie. It doesn't matter. He's the
2: man for the job.
5: Yeah, he is. Uh, is that, Got a uh, plan. that makes a lot of sense, right? I met him. Why didn't I think that then? Well because TJ was
2: alive. So then we could have had the man for the plan, but now we have the man for the job.
4: Gentlemen. Uh if I may, <laughs> uh w- I really would love to speak to Tanya. So I'm just going to go and then, you know what, I'm not even going to ask to go in. I'm just going to go knock on her door and pay my respects.
3: They both kind of close ranks in front of the, the gate. that uh, So there's like a gate around the property and then there's the, the building itself. Look, uh, we're sorry, ma'am. I'm afraid we can't let you do that.
4: Please don't make this any harder. I'm new Tallahassee as well. And it's just tearing me up inside.
3: Well, that's a shame. I hope you grieve in your own way. Just eat, pray, love. Those are good ways to get over things. I'm told. Um, and then, uh, there is a, uh, as you're, you're, weighing your options and your trigger finger is starting to get itchy. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a blinding flash of white light, um, from one of the
5: upstairs windows. Has that been happening recently, gentlemen? Uh, we don't know what you're talking
3: about, sir. Look, I think it's about time you guys got moving. It's been nice, uh, you know... I
4: draw both sh- of my guns and I point them at both of them at the same time.
2: Ah, I suppose <laughs> it's going to be like this then.
4: It's going to be like this and we are going into the house. So I would suggest you get in your car and you drive away.
5: Could you leave your firearms behind, please, gentlemen?
4: That too.
2: Um, you know, I, I think I'll take your firearms. I don't need you handing them around.
1: Uh, and then I'll just like go forward to take guns out of holsters, I'm imagining? If they've got like uh, holsters for guns?
3: Yeah. Um, so um, you reach forward um, to uh, take their guns and um, suddenly you hear a, a massive um, electrical sound. Like a, like an overwhelmingly loud electrical sound. And um, your hair, Adrian, despite how slick down it is, springs up, um, and when you reach forward, um, you just get a handful of ash. Um, Richter and Red, standing a bit further back, um, you saw a brilliant blast of blue light, um, strike in rapid succession, these two men. Uh, and as they both crumble to ash, uh, you see Tanya Tate standing in the doorway of her house, with a massive metal backpack, and a giant, heavy metal tube that seems to end in an electric coil. And she just says, Well, if y'all are going to make this difficult, I suppose you ought to come inside. And then she looks directly at you, Red, and she's like, Don't worry, I won't be offering tea
0: this episode of the mythos mysteries features the voices of ryan laplante at the ryan Leplant on twitter tyler hewitt at tyler underscore hewitt on twitter claire blackwood at claire blackwood on twitter and keeper tom mcgee at mcgee td on twitter this episode was edited by ryan Leplant, and the mythos mysteries show logo was created by decapitated marker at decapitated marker on twitter that's m-r-k-r our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. And all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the Mythos.
1: Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time: Christian Menicola, Long Long, the Half Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at Patreon.com/Dum. Dumb Dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
6: The Fable and
0: Falling Network, where fiction producers flourish.
6: The first thing you need to know about the Vega Sci-Fi Adventure Podcast is that you're not just listening to someone tell you a story. You are stepping into a world. And Vega Rex, the woman at the center of this saga, is currently sitting at the top of it. This is not by accident. For millennia, the country Vega calls home has been carefully honing the skills of its state-contracted killers, and these so-called holy warriors have gotten real good at taking down the world's worst criminals, or, as they would call it, cleansing. 400 kills into her career, Vega is the most decorated hunter there has ever been, and likely would have stayed that way if it had not been for him. An explosive encounter with a terrorist sets Vega on a path of revenge that is so thoroughly illegal that before this story is done, she will have risked it all, life, limb, and love, to satisfy her vengeance and keep her record of righteous kills perfect. My name is Ivoma Okoro, and I have so much more to tell you about this check out vega a sci-fi adventure podcast anywhere you listen to them because baby i'm just getting started